Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Broken Podcast. I'm Chrissy and, and I'm Quinn. And I hope you're having a happy Wednesday, happy hump day. Some of us may not be. I'm 100% a grouch right now because I'm sick and I don't like my voice and Chrissy's annoying. So just so you guys already know, me and Chrissy are on one. And um, it's going to come out yes, this episode. I may be annoying, but that is real life. Um, you, when you're sick, you have to, you know, keep going, keep pushing. You do it at work, you do it at school. So why not do it on the podcast? Okay, we all get sick, you know, coronavirus is coming. So, who knows? We all might be really, really sick soon. Oh, my God. Did I tell you I had a talking to at work? A talking to? Girl, let me tell you why. I, so, apparently, so when I was at clinicals, like, a couple weeks ago, my instructor was telling me about her sister who called the coronavirus the China virus. And I thought that was funny. Like, I just thought it was funny. So I was in a meeting at work and I was like, oh yeah, so I don't catch the China virus. And I didn't think anything of it, like went on about my fucking day. And my boss gives me a call and she's like, hey, we need to talk about the meeting that happened at regional center. And I was like, what, what, you know, fine. Like, what are you talking about? And then like, she tells me that I had offended someone by calling it the China virus. So word to the wise, if you're in a professional setting, do not call it the China virus. It's offensive. It is. It's racially offensive. I didn't know that. And I was only repeating something that I heard. But, you yeah. know, no, word to the rise. Don't call so it that. I, there's some things I seen, like memes, I thought were really funny. And then I realized, like, I can't post that because it is racially insensitive to people. Yeah. And only um, my friend had explained it to me this way. She said when everyone got Ebola, Like, it was, like, a big, it came from Africa, so it was, like, a big thing where people were, like, oh, all the Black people have Ebola. So it was the same thing. She was, like, because coronavirus is coming out of China, they're gonna be, like, oh, all the Chinese people, even if they're not Chinese, even if they're Asian. Really peasy way of explaining it, because I remember thinking so many people were ignorant when they spoke about Ebola in Africa, but literally mm-hmm. I did the same thing out of ignorance. So no, that's a really yeah, good way. Yeah, so she it. explained that to me, and I was like, okay, this totally makes sense. And I was just 100%. like, and I was like, you know, if you can feel that way, so. Um, and I feel like, I mean, with this coronavirus, I feel like it's just another thing on top of 2020. We are only... February, it's not even March yet, <laughs> shit, um, into 2020, and I feel like I just have so much pressure going on in everything. I feel like I don't necessarily have pressure, like, I'm okay with that. I think the biggest thing for me that this year is, like, dealing with anxiety, to be honest. I feel a lot more, like, anxious and overwhelmed. I mean, I feel like my pressures are making me feel anxious and overwhelmed. I do. I feel like anxiety. Anxiety is big. What pressures do you have? I feel like pressures are like expectations. Like I have high expectations for myself. I have pressures of of work, pressures there, of an expectation of me delivering and being like a certain way and doing everything. So that's pressures that's building on my anxiety. I feel like the pressure of me moving and 
having to have everything together right away is a pressure, especially because you have to find perfect pieces or chairs or all that. That is the pressure that is making my anxiety flare up. And I'm a person. Do you think that's something that you individually feel or do you think that's something the masses feel? I mean, I feel like we're all feeling it right now. I feel like anxiety is just on the rise. I have never been an anxious person. And I want to say over the last six months, maybe even longer than that, I have been very anxious. Like, I'm just, I, my, I become anxious, become anxious to where I feel like I have to like calm myself down. Like, I start to meditate because I feel like I'm on, sometimes I feel like my heart's beating so fast. I feel like that I have many panic attacks. I just don't go to people and be like, hey, I'm having a panic attack. I feel like the more anxious I get, the more my heart accelerates and it could all be in my head, but I know like the anxiety. No, it's not in your head. Like it's literally science because statistically millennials, and those are people who are 23 to 38 years old, 75% of them um, have anxiety. And then Gen Zers, which are people 18 to 22 years old, they have half of that. So that's just statistically, we millennials are in the range of like the highest anxiety rate. Yeah, I believe that. I was um, also reading an article and it says, um, which are the millennial generation is stressed out. Like we're stressed out. And Mm -hmm. I I get that. I was like, you know, there's times where you're stressed about certain things. I feel like I'm stressed about my whole life. And it says we're stressed out. And it says up to 17% of millennials are depressed. I'm not in depression, I would say, but I know a lot of people who do, their anxiety does go into depression. And it says, Almost 30% of millennials see themselves as less than well off than they had expected to be in 10 years. Isn't that crazy? I mean, no. You know what I look back at like maybe like a week and a half ago? Remember that book we got when we graduated high school and it talked about like where you thought your life was going to be and like a certain amount of years and it's like how much do you think a gallon of milk is going to cost and how much do you think a gallon of gas and then it was something about like what type of house you're going to live in legit i read my answers why did i put that it wasn't the yearbook it was like another book that came with the year and you can put your own pictures in it you you have to know what i'm talking about because it asked all these questions so like i was looking over it tell me why i said that i thought i was going to live in a house that was on mtv cribs so those are, those are my expectations. Yeah, those are my expectations. So can I believe it? A hundred percent, because I'm definitely not on cribs. Um, I don't believe that's what I said. I think I believe I said, well, I always thought by 25, I would be married um, with a husband. He said you would drive an Escalade truck. That yeah. was the car. Yeah, I was going to be a soccer mom. Like, I really thought in my life. You're going to be a soccer mom, mom for sure. I was going to be a soccer mom. Um, I, I was half right about something. I said I was going to be on my second marriage. <laughs> I'm not there yet, but I'm not wrong though. <laughs> but I definitely feel I face way more anxiety than I have in years ago. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's the climate we're in. I don't know if what happened, what's happening in the world. Um, 
I don't know. There's just, there's so much of why, but I just feel it all the time. I feel it at work. I feel it sometimes when I'm at home. Comparison. I think that social media, and I hate to be the person who always blames social media for everything. (laughs) Why not? But that's like like my thing. When in doubt, blame social media. Blame social media. I think it's because like you're constantly comparing your life to stuff you see online and half that shit's not even fucking real. You know what I mean? So you're comparing your life against like unreal stuff. At least I can say when we were growing up, if you were taking an L or something was happening or like you were stressed out, you didn't have to see everyone else's life highlighted. Like you didn't have to see that. Like you, if there wasn't like the internet and all that other stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like, imagine you at your lowest moment, you can have a best friend who's getting engaged. You can have a best friend who's getting married. So then you compare the two. So I think that constant like comparison of like social media and people obviously highlighting the best parts of their lives makes it harder when people are going through the hardest parts of their lives. You know what I mean? I agree. I don't do the comparison. I feel like a lot. I used to do the comparison, not to what was happening on social media, to I feel like what I thought society standards were, like you have to do this and you have to do that. And then you, I guess, yeah, because you do see other people doing it. As I'm saying, like, even it's just like, obviously society's like, is what I mean, like society's expectations or whatnot, but it's just like, then it's highlighted. Like, I can't tell you enough. As soon as like, I was getting divorced. I can't tell you how many people got engaged. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. there's no fucking comparison. Like, I don't care. But it's just like, you just see it more. Like, or you recognize it more. Um, I had a friend that I knew lost a child, right? I can't tell you how many people got pregnant that year that, that are mutual friends of all of us, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's life. It's what happens. And it's not anyone purposely trying to shit on another person but if you're already feeling down about something and then you see the opposite happening for someone else it's human nature for that shit to make you feel sad or like away yeah well like, i read another article where it says millennials were the most anxious generation and i think we're the most anxious generation is because we i feel like we're getting the short end you're of talking the- about the article from vogue yeah oh, okay um i feel like um, we're getting, we are getting the short end of the stick. It says that in the article too. And it speaks on something that I just touched on, which was social media and technology mm-hmm. because we have access to everything. And then we have more, um, more millionaires being born and created in our generation than other mm-hmm. generations. So it's like, you see the extreme. You have people who are making millions and millions and millions of dollars. And then you have people who are, have, you know, an education and barely able to find a job. So I do think that that has a lot to do with it. And the family structure and the family structure for millennials is completely different too. A hundred percent, a hundred percent different. Um, who were we talking to? Was it, I think it was your sister BB and she was talking to us and she was saying like, it was so much different just based on like how our generation is based on her generation how you got a job and then you stayed at that job for years and then you like yes. invested in like your pension and things like mm-hmm. that. Like we do not do that as millennials. Like that's not. No, we don't do it. And we will leave a job in a heartbeat. 
especially depending on what it is. I feel like. And this is all professions because even across the field in the nursing profession, I literally just wrote a paper like yesterday about how a lot of hospitals are hiring foreign nurses because there's a shortage of nurses in America. Yeah. Right now, I feel like there's a shortage of just people. They say um, unemployment is low, which is true, but it's also it's hard to stay somewhere where you don't feel appreciated. And I obviously when they say we're the most anxious, you, if you're not feeling appreciated, you're going to become a very anxious person. And then that's going to mess with your mental health and you're going to leave. And you'll become a disgruntled employee because you know, that's very much a thing. Oh, a hundred percent. Do you remember back in the day, like the, um, the postal workers used to come. And I was going to say, them. yeah, it was a thing. It was yeah. called going postal. It's all going postal. That's where that came from. That's totally <laughs> not funny, but it is. That's where it came from. It came from going postal. You laugh, so clearly it's funny to you. <laughs> Wait, okay, so we can agree. That's that's cool. We can agree that there's a lot of stresses in the world, and like we're obviously a lot more anxious. What things do you do to like deal and treat your anxiety, aside from meditating? I think you said that earlier. Yeah, I do meditate. I meditate in the morning. I feel like I, before I get out of bed, before I look at social media or anything, I have an app, I turn it on, I do my breathing exercises, and I feel like that helps me. I have to learn to keep doing that throughout the day because then I get to work and I start to feel a little anxious um, and overwhelmed. And right now, my job, we are completely shorthanded. Um, so in case any of my coworkers are listening, they know. Um, <laughs> but um it's a lot on my plate like a ton on my plate like more than it should be but I'm a team player so I'm gonna go with it but I realize I've been kind of more and more anxious about things just getting done I'm a very Quinny is a very organized person I'm a very organized person when it comes to work now in my regular life am I a hot mess yes things messy yes but when it comes yeah. to what I need to do I'm very organized and I'm also very when it comes to your profession you're very organized yeah I also like, like how you and I differ is because I'm prof- I'm organized in all aspects of my life yeah definitely <laughs> um but I also like to control things and so sometimes some things are just out of my control and I don't like that like I don't like that like right now I'm planning an event in New Orleans it's Mardi Gras New Orleans so next I'm not- week right this week, right? Today's that Tuesday. Oh my God. Yeah. So I legit can't get answers because the event is going to be held in the French Quarter, French Quarter. And obviously they're busy right now because of Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras, so she, right. Yeah. They can't email me back as quickly as I want, but I want them to. And because they're not doing it, I'm so anxious about what is going to happen. If everything going to be set right? Is this going to happen? Um, because I'm just not getting answered, which I'm sure is going to all work out, but I just don't roll like that. Um, I feel like I need to. So my type A personality just judged you a little bit. You know what? <laughs> you want to know why? Because I would have been like, why did you wait till it was already Mardi Gras? You should have talked to them before then. But you oh, know what? Let me mind my business. First of all, I have talked to them. I've been talking to them since November. Right now is the crunch time. Right now is when I send out my email to 
finalize everything. Now you're in your Lesson learned. Crunch time should have been in January, not February, boo. But you no, know what? We all can't, crunch we time all can't is, operate the same. First of all, with events, crunch time is everything leading up into that. I have sent this guy an email probably every day since January. And he probably hates. Don't let me be an additional so stress. I have to see him. This is not my forte. He's going to hate me. I don't want him to hate me, but he's probably going to be like. You know what? That's probably why you're such a high stress and high anxiety person is because like you let people provoke you a little bit. <laughs> what do you mean? Because you know damn well I'm not in event coordinating or planning and you're a fucking rock star in what you do, but you're definitely going to entertain a conversation with me when I poke yeah, a jab I should have been like, bitch, you don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly. That should have been the only response. Like, if you would have told me anything about the medical field, I'm like, Christy, get off my line. Like, right? Like, I have to get off my line. That is true. That's probably why I have so much anxiety. So that's my segue into what I do to relieve anxiety and stresses. Like, I do not entertain nonsense. I really don't. Like, I don't. I disconnect from the internet. Like, I love, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. When I'm bored, then yeah, it keeps me entertained for as long as I need to. So I, I try to log out of all my social media accounts, and I only log in twice a day. And the first time is not in the morning. And that has definitely assisted me in living a more, I don't want to say, um, that I don't have anxiety, but I have a more peaceful life. Because like I said, I'm okay with the pressures. I have really high expectations for myself. I put, you know, additional pressures on myself. So I'm okay with all of those things. But um, reactions from other people, I've definitely been learning how to navigate that more, which I think you said you were going to send me the meditating app because that's another thing that I'd want to do. Yeah. Because I read an article that said if you start your morning and you um, have your thoughts to yourself for about like 10 minutes in the morning and then you meditate for an additional 15 to 30 minutes, um, if you work out, work out or start your day, like you'll definitely see a different um, outcome in your day. And you know me, I wake up crack a fucking dawn early. So I would love to have a better routine. Because right now, what I fill my mornings with, I'm not, um, it's not the best. Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like sometimes I fill my morning with stress because I use my mornings to respond to my emails. Like, I mean, as soon as I wake up out of bed, like, I check my emails. That's the very first thing I do. I had to stop doing that because that was the first thing I was doing. It wasn't even social yeah. media. I was checking my emails. My and emails. I have mm-hmm. three emails. So I would check my work email, and then I would check my Gmail, and then I would check my AOL. And after, sometimes I would check my work and then I would throw it on bed and be like, fuck this shit, I gotta get up. And then have to like go. But I actually stopped checking my emails. I don't check my emails now until I get to work. Like, so you know. you know when I said I read, I just realized, I don't think I read that. I want to say I heard it. And I want to say it was <laughs> an interview that Kim or Kanye were doing <laughs> about how they start their that way. Like, so let funny. me not pretend to be this well like I 100% yeah. want to say it's like an article that I was listening to that had to do with how Kim and Kanye like start their days. I feel and like he, I need to start unplugging a little bit more and reading going back. I let it. my phone die all the time now. Like yeah. I'm like my work phone, there's not much I can do. Like I keep it charged, but my personal phone will die. So I have like I mean, hours of day. I won't. Work. let it die per se I, i'm really liberating. good at ignoring people that I want to talk to, so. 
Yeah, but you stay on your phone as someone who's around you, like, and it's not on social media, like, no, because I play games on my phone. Like, I play games, articles. I do all kinds of things on my phone. I do. I stay on my phone, so I feel like I need to unplug my phone. Maybe I'll just leave it upstairs when I get home and then read. I used to read so much, and I haven't been reading, and I do want to get back. That was one into of my goals for reading. Year. So I feel like that would make me also less anxious um I feel like oh having okay so let's too. like let's like let's recap this so meditating disconnecting and you said reading yeah disconnecting and reading okay and what about exercise because um yep you know exercise science that your body releases different like hormones I and things exercise in the morning though I exercise at night well, when you're anxious, your body releases a hormone called cortisol. I don't know if you know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what cortisol is. I didn't say cortisone. I said cortisol. That's the oh. hormone that your body releases. <laughs> when you're freaking stressed. Like, I don't know what cortisone is. Like, why are she telling me this? No. I know what cortisol is. No, 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 no. No, honey. It's cortisol that your body releases in, um, when you're stressed. It's like a response to stress. And so I'm sure if people did blood studies on people who have high anxiety they'd find high levels of cortisol in their blood it's been studied i'm sure it has but see my problem is i go to dance class at night and that's a form of exercise but what it does is it it clears my mind which is great i don't have anxiety but i'm already insomniac so i realize when my mind the endorphins keep you up mm-hmm. yeah yep. when my mind is clear i'm up even when i have anxiety my mind is up i think the anxiety has gotten worse so I think you might be dual diagnosing yourself though, because you've always been an insomniac. You can't say. Yeah. No, but you know, I've been staying up later than normal. I think we were just saying that because I told you like I have not been sleeping well and I am not someone who doesn't like not sleep yeah. well. So for sure. But I know where my, my like anxiety yeah. is coming from. My I've been staying up later than normal and I know for sure. Um my sleeping patterns are horrible right now. Like usually if I do get to sleep, I get to sleep well. And my sleep just hasn't been good sleep. So I haven't been sleeping well. How have your eating habits been? Um, Better. My eating (laughs) habits are good. Cause I've noticed it's all connected. Like honestly, like, you know me, I've been like kind of on like my little health kick lately and Mm -hmm. I feel more anxious because I'm more in tune with my body, but the only issue I've had, it would be me um, having a hard time falling asleep, but that goes in line with what you said. I think it's with working out and sometimes I work out at night, Mm -hmm. the endorphins keep me up. So there's, I can't fall asleep. And it's not like I stay up late. When I say I'm staying up late, I mean like it takes me to like 11, 30, 12 o'clock to fall asleep. And that's late for me. Like, but that's not like late. I'm like 2, 2 2.30 in the morning that's not healthy no and then I get up at like seven so it's oh not- my god so can I tell you a story that's super off topic this sure. is why I called you this morning oh, Lord. oh Lord. so Lily tells me this is after I got the phone to you the first time and she goes mom I just seen a street walker and I was like a what and she goes a street walker and I'm like well what do you think a street walker is it's a transient person, a homeless person. She thinks that that's what a streetwalker is. Okay. She's like, oh. 
she's like, oh, you know, someone who doesn't have a home and who like lives on the street and like they pee and poop on the sides of the street. And so like, I didn't have it in her to like bless her heart and explain what a streetwalker was, which is a prostitute, you know? <laughs> so I let her think that's what a streetwalker is. Not probably sex worker. A sex worker, but she called them streetwalkers, but she thinks they're transient yeah. people slash homeless people. But that puts me into my next point. Do you think that a lot of the anxiety that people have is because of the pressures of just surviving right now? Because we 100%. have so many high rates of people who are in relationships for stability, who work jobs that are not able to provide for their families or for themselves and things like that. What type of like, we laugh and joke about being broke, but it's like we are fortunate enough to be able to care for ourselves independently. What type of advice would you give to our listeners who are not as financially stable and able to take care of themselves and their family? Because I mean, we, can, we can say things like meditating yeah. is going to help us with our anxiety, but our anxiety doesn't come from where's our next meal going to come from? How are we going to pay our rent? Like, how are we going to pay our bills? I couldn't imagine having those type of life anxieties and someone fucking telling me to meditate. Like, that's not going to help me. No, that's not going to help you. <laughs> I mean, that's so, it's not funny, but I just read a meme today that says, we are, everyone um, is three months away from being homeless and I felt that that's not everyone's reality it's not everyone's reality so then they it's have that vast they said, majority though no it is they the vast said majority, it's the vast majority yeah. but the whole thing was we're three months away from being homeless but no one can say they're three months away from being a millionaire which is true true so they were saying where this is an issue which it is an issue I feel like I, I definitely think it's a an economical issue for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't feel like in that kind of situation. I mean, I really don't. I I don't know because I also too. I don't feel like there's times where I lost my job and I'm like, oh my gosh, I lost my job, and I was gonna say I have to move, but I didn't lose my job. Um, I lost my job. And it was in New York City. The last my job was New York City. You lost right? your job and you hustled though. Like you, but I, I did. I hustled. I and I was gonna say I didn't. I never felt anxious. I think I felt more of like depressed or sad or just like oh shit. But I did. I hustled. Like I got out there and was like, well, I'm still gonna live. I mean, I lost my job and still was able to vacation. <laughs> So would you, right. That's what I'm saying. That's not the same, like, that's not what I'm no, talking about. No, I was just trying about. to think of, like, yeah, was no. I in a somber place when, because you feel like, I know when people lose their job or they feel like their anxiousness might be because of them. I'm not talking about people losing their jobs. I'm talking about people who don't make enough money. Like, they work a job yeah. every single day. Some people work two jobs yeah. and they're not able to provide for themselves or their so family. So they become and anxious. That's where I think. Right. And when I was looking at it statistically, that's a large number of the people who are anxious. So for those people, yeah. if we're speaking to them, 100%, if that were me and I was in that situation, you couldn't tell me to meditate and log off of social media and no. that's going to help my anxiety. Like, no, I mean, I, I feel like in my group that were people, I'm like in these girl groups and there's a lot of girls there, especially in New York because rent was high. They couldn't pay their rent or they were short of paying their rent, or anything like that. A lot of them actually worked out 
I'm not gonna lie to you, a lot of them worked out. Yes. <laughs> Nothing, it's just seeing something in the mirror. That's all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, seen it, and I thought I was hallucinating. I'm not gonna call you out right now, but I am gonna call you out. I appreciate you. I want I you to know, like, I'm, look, I'm looking you in your eyeballs and telling you I appreciate you for not calling me out. That, I, just I, I was hallucinating. I'm just glad I'm not. <laughs> glad I'm not on drugs. <laughs> hallucinating. Because at first I was like, I'm going crazy. And I was like, no. nah. I was like, sure, I 100% am. Like, yeah, yeah you're shit right now if you're looking at a mirror from a <laughs> I wasn't, but the thing about like, it was yeah. I wasn't, but you know. Um, damn, Gina. I know. Just I know. Me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. We are so off topic now. <laughs> like, we need to call this ending. Um, because I'm sure this her is a good I segue. No, this is a great segue because next week we plan on bringing in a co-host, our very, very first co-host, our good friend. Her name is Heidi. She owns a business that helps with credit repair. So yeah. how we were talking about what we could do for people who have financial issues that are upside from, you know, not being able to vacation where you want a vacation. If it's about taking care of your families. The number one thing you can do is improve your credit. So she will come on and talk to us about ways to improve your credit and improving yeah. credit can definitely improve um, your financial situation. A hundred percent. Cause you are. know, people have tax money now, so you can right. maybe spend that tax money. She posted a meme and it's like, are you going to spend your tax money going to eat seafood once a week or fix your credit? And I was like, oof. See? Exactly. Exactly. Longevity, people. Longevity. Going to a restaurant is not. It's not. I think that should be what we cheers to. Cheers to be to be to good credit and having financial literacy. Hundred percent. Yes. Cheers to having good credit, financial literacy, and um, not being so anxious. You know, just kind of breathe. Just breathe. When you feel anxious, just breathe. I think that I've accepted the level of anxiety I have, I just try to manage it. A healthy level of anxiety lets me know that I'm working hard because if life was just like easy breezy, I'm not working hard enough. So I've learned to have a manageable level of anxiety, but when it's interrupting my sleep pattern and my health, then I know that I'm a little bit too anxious. And that's when I just try to disconnect and just keep it real simple where I can. And that's with the meditating, working out, changing my diet, um, what I expose myself to. Yeah, 100%. So the type of shows I watch or like the people that I'm around because there's certain people that bring up anxieties, I've realized. So I'm really um, selective of who I spend my time with and I could say that that's helped me manage it. Exactly. Me. I You spend time with me. <laughs> I spend time with you, my bestie. She doesn't help. I probably don't help her manage it though. I probably I'm like, I totally know I help you manage your anxieties because I'm like, okay, let's just start with the root problem and then we okay, like work you do. I give you that. I said I, I help you. Yeah. I mean you help me. I don't know if I help you. You help me by just letting me sometimes talk it out. And when I like start to spiral, you let me know what I can control, I can control. 
And what I can't, I can't. You're very good at keeping me zen that way. Wild in. Rope Wild in. in. Roping it Rope in. in. Roping it in. Roping All right, guys. In. This has been another episode of Broken Bougie. And I hope you guys have a nice Wednesday. Thank you. Happy hump day. Bye. Bye.